1: Before she became an autism advocate and mom of four, Shaletta Brundage was an Emmy award-winning comedian. Need something to put a smile in your face? Laughing with Letta is sure to tickle your funny bone. Check it out, but pee first and make sure you ain't drinking nothing when Shaletta's on a roll. That way you won't have anything to clean up when the podcast is over.
2: Let me tell y'all something. So, you know, I'm coming off of a high. Last week... Black Entrepreneurs Day at the state capitol, 500 Black business owners from across the state of Minnesota, plus at least 100 allies, came to the rotunda where we heard from Senate President Bobby Joe Champion, House Speaker uh, Melissa Hortman, Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan, and business owners who had celebrations as well as concerns, and how legislators could help them uh, get from just surviving to thriving. Now this is the second year we've had this event. Last year I put a picture of Nellie Stone Johnson on the back of my jacket, and I had a picture of her on my shirt. And I was just like, "Yes, I'm Nellie Stone, baby. I'm hard. You can't nothing you can do can crush me because I studied the life of this amazing, trailblazing African American Minnesota pioneer." And um I was like, well, where am I, who, who am I going to put on this? year? I don't want to wear Nellie Stone again. I want to do something different. I want to do something new. And then somebody said, have you seen the PBS documentary on Dr. Josie Johnson? I was like, Josie Johnson, who uh was born in Texas like me and moved to Minnesota just like I did because her husband got a job up here. That Josie Johnson, Josie Johnson, the mother of Minnesota civil rights movement, Josie Johnson. Josie Johnson, who didn't take no stuff from nobody, and is the reason that we can walk in the room, sit down, and cross our legs and have a seat at the table. That Josie Johnson. And baby, let me tell you something. When I watch this documentary, "Hope in the Struggle," the same title as her book, that is sitting on my desk at work. Cause sometimes work is a struggle, uh huh. And I need some hope, and so I keep that book right near me. That's like the my Bible at work. And and it's just, it's so amazing. So many things that this amazing woman did, things that we didn't know about, her private struggles, her public celebrations, all so that life could be as close to equal as possible. We're still fighting some of those same fights, but they're not as hard because of the work she did. And I'm gonna just tell you, this Twin Cities Public Television documentary is all of that. It is the truth. It is fire. Um, And usually you get stuff like that after somebody's gone on to glory. And the fact that Daniel Bergen was forward enough to say, we're going to do this. We're going to do this right now. We want Dr. Josie to be here to see it. We want to celebrate her. I tell people all the time, don't be naming those streets after me when I'm dead. Don't be, don't be, uh, uh, uh making those songs about me when I'm gone. I want to see and hear all the good stuff. Don't put me on no stamp when I'm gone. Put me on the stamp now. And so it was good to see her celebrated now. And so I had to bring in Daniel Bergen. Oh my God, what an honor it is for you to join the podcast. You've been on the radio show, but I think this is your you are this your first time being on the podcast. This
0: is my first with you, yeah.
2: <sighs> I feel so special. I feel <laughs> so special. Okay, you got to take me all the way back because everybody knows Dr. Joseph. But what made you out of everybody that you could be doing a documentary on? decide this is her and the time is now
0: the time is now, the work continues, the struggle continues as Dr. Johnson would say, and we're, we, we need to keep hope in the struggle. You do that with your unique um, narrative work, um, making us laugh, but keeping moving the movement. Um, and, and Josie's always done that. And so, you know, a lot of different factors come into you know, us saying, let's move forward with this. Um, one of them was the urgency of the issue. And I'm glad you alluded to the fact that she's still with us at 93 as we record this um, so that she could be a part of it, appreciate it, um lift be lifted up by it, and um you know, and, and help her continue to do the work. And then the other thing, Shaletta, because it's you're a part of our public affairs work at Twin Cities PBS with your work with Almanac, is that we had this unusual archival collection yeah. of shows from over the decades, from our news and public affairs work and other documentaries that we've produced. So with all of that, you know, it helps us say like, we can do this. we can pull together that archive, um, connect some dots and story, utilize this amazing autobiography and tap into uh, these amazing images that my team worked so hard to pull together to really invoke the grace and and beauty and poise and strength and power of Josie Johnson um, visually as well as in this intimate sitting at her feet kind of storytelling style of her telling her own story.
2: And that's the thing that I love. It's her voice. It's her story. You know, oftentimes in our community, people have a story to tell about us and, and we don't have any part of it, but she, I, I felt the ownership in this.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. She really is driving the story and in it, um, we learn about her and about the, the work and the issues. We also learn about um, her friends and allies. She's so gracious and magnanimous, as you know. She doesn't take the credit. She doesn't want it. She, But she wants us to know how she did it. And a lot of it is with her, her sisters, um, in this case, Katie McGuatt, um, and so many others who are her friends and her sisters, as she called them in her book, um, who helped her do this movement work in the 50s and 60s and 70s. Um, she mentions that a lot. And I think that's important. Is that idea of of coalition building, collaboration, and then supporting each other in the movement? You know that she was so much about um, loving and uh, caring for and lifting up her buddy Mahmoud El and some of the other activists and leaders who um, who you know represent a spectrum of communities and experiences. Mm-hmm. She's kind of the OG on allyship. You know, she was really right. uh, with League of Women Voters and Urban League. She was, you know, st- knew that that's how we got work done was by connecting across color and class and party because she worked with a lot of the old IR Republicans, the um, moderate Republicans in Minnesota. So she's just such a great template for what we we still need to do.
2: Now, one of her great accomplishments was how in her own quiet way, Behind the scenes, she was able to put so much political pressure uh, on folks at the state Capitol and created the very first state fair housing bill passed in the entire United States. How in the world did this little bitty woman wield that much power without screaming and yelling and burning stuff down and cussing and fussing. I I mean, just the way that she's able to bring people together to make change happen, historic change happen, was something that um, was not lost on me.
0: I'm so glad you highlight that because what you described as a part of Dr. Johnson's strategy is in a way it is a part of the direct action and creative nonviolence of the movement you know she may not call it that although she took the pledge to be nonviolent at the march on washington but the way she moves through those spaces really is some of the strategy behind that it's about diplomacy communication and coalition building and education those are literally like tenants of you know nonviolent direct action and so you what you describe and you know we know that there's a place for taking it to the streets josie was in the streets in a way too on Plymouth Avenue, making sure kids were safe in the late '60s when they were out there and things were in, in the midst of that uprising. But she also was in the boardroom and in the you know conference room and in the classroom. And and you're right, and you'll love this too in her autobiography, because um, this might not be exactly the the poised, uh, you know, kind of um, graceful Josie Johnson we know is so important. But she actually mentions that moment where she was behind the scenes in the space of power with all these white men, making it happen. She mentions Sam Greenlee's black arts movement novel turned into a film with a title that some of your listeners may not like, the spook that sat by the door. Dr. Johnson mentions that, she's like, I kinda, it reminded me of that, where in this case, it's a a brother who becomes kind of a CIA operative and it's very um, interesting, but she kind of used that as a way to kind of laugh a little bit about what you said, this woman, housewife, but activist and, and um, educator uh, who's in the room of power, um, in the room where it happens and, and making it happen.
2: And, you know, her fearlessness, you know, I, I understand and I know that to be the woman out front, you're going to get that. You're going to get that backlash. You're going to get those threats. You're going to get, um, you know, You're going to ruffle some folks' feathers. And, you know, people see me, you know, when we were at the Capitol and had a security officer with me the whole time. And they say, oh, you big time and girl, you over here trying to, oh, what you doing with a security guard? Because you don't know the emails. You don't know the letters. And, you know, I I go back to, you know, this this documentary and Dr. Johnson's book. And she was so fearless. She went to Mississippi at a dangerous time. Now, she's a mama. She got to think, if, if I might not come back, I got these kids over here. She was there freedom summer to help black folks register to vote. And then she was at the March on Washington in 63. I need to know if you had a sense that she knew she was uh, a, a part of historic events. You know, sometimes you're doing stuff and you just in the moment. But did she realize that history was being made, you think?
0: I think that's a great question. She would love that question because she talks so much about history. She's a scholar, um, you know, her BA was sociology. She was steeped in history. She uses the word ancestors all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a devout follower of W.E.B. Du Bois, you know, the kind of OG black intellect. Uh, so she would love that idea of being aware of um, change-making and and even history-making. Um, but I think, you know, it, it doesn't cloud her vision and she's not doing it for, being a part of posterity. She's doing it for the babies and for us and mm-hmm. our community and for the nation. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think she she was aware that history needed to be made and, and she knew how to make it. And I'm glad you mentioned Freedom Summer. And I didn't, you know, I didn't know you two were both um, had that Texas connection. Yes. Because she talks about you know um, Wednesdays in Mississippi rightly about the legit clan-based danger um, and the bombings and all of the threats she was from the South. It's not like she was a Northern you know, middle-class black housewife who kind of ventured into that. Um, but I think that shows her modesty and humility. She grew up in the segregated South and saw all the vestiges of that and felt all of the pressure and oppression of that. Um, but yeah, she felt a different level of it, I think during that civil rights espionage, as I like to call it, of, of Wednesdays in Mississippi.
2: Yes, I, I I have to ask you before I let you go. Miss Josie, you talked about it. She's 93 years old. Such a beautiful lady inside and out. You sitting there interviewing her. She's looking all, oh my God, looking like an angel in her purple with sharp memories. What was it like for you to spend so much time with her? Yeah, well, thank you for
0: asking. I'm honored and lucky to have been um, with her in interviews. We've recorded her a few times, myself, Steve Spencer, who produced this along with Miranda Harankar, um, who helped edit it in the end. Um, We've had a number of opportunities to be with her in interviews and also importantly for me, you know, in other spaces where she's crucial to my role here now at Twin Cities PBS. Her and other Mm -hmm. Black leaders we're always there directly or indirectly, kind of helping you know encourage and urge that you know that Robin Hickman, Winfield and myself and the few other uh, folks of color here at Twin Cities PBS be you know, given the appropriate opportunities and so she's always been an advocate and mentor for mine. And so yeah, it's a beautiful question because just being around her, as we were at the um, uh, event celebrating the release of the film um, recently with her, Two of her do- her two daughters and her one of her granddaughters, and so getting to be with her again at the um, release of this was just, uh, and then you know, just knowing that she's there, um, hearing you and others kind of give her the praise, the thanks she deserves. That's one of the themes at the event. Senator Amy Klobuchar um, via video said, "Thank you, Josie Johnson," and I think that's what um, all of Minnesota should be doing. And thank you, Josie Johnson.
2: Yes. Um, and thank you, Daniel Bergen, for this priceless and important gift that you have given us uh, this Black History Month. I'm, I'm telling you, I am Josie's jewel and, um, and part of her legacy um, because of all that she's accomplished. Now, I want to make sure folks know, uh, Hope in the Struggle uh, premiered Uh, it will be played again on TPT. And you can also watch it online at the TPT website. I need y'all to carve out an hour or so and spend it with Dr. Johnson and your families, because I promise you this true story of one of our greatest Minnesota heroes is going to um, change your life. You are changing lives, Dane Burke. And I hope you know that.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you and you kind of following in the footsteps of Dr. Johnson with your unique movement work.
2: And I just uh, I I appreciate you coming on. I was hoping that I would have some horrible children's stories about you from your sister. Uh, I have her cell phone number. I called her. She didn't answer. But you tell me she's not available right now. Um, so that's why she's not responding. I wanted some booger stories. I wanted some, you know, you eat, I used to eat dirt stories. I wanted some good stuff, Daniel Bergen. And I could not find anything because she won't answer the phone.
0: Well, one thing she might tell you is, you know, when I'd get after her as a big brother, you know, mad about something, wanted to maybe rough her up a little bit. I couldn't catch her. She was a track star and a basketball star. So I'd chase her into Powderhorn Park, but literally could never catch her.
2: Couldn't never cause she ride She rode on the other side, like... <laughs> well thank you so much for all your work and um i just can't wait to see what you crank out next i appreciate you making your debut on laughing with letter and uh don't make this the last time please
0: yeah let's do it again soon
2: all right take care
0: all right bye-bye
2: all right and thank y'all for tuning in don't forget you gotta go watch that doc hope in the struggle you are all Josie's jewels, just like me. It's going to change our life. We'll see y'all next week. That girl is crazy in
1: a good way. To check out previous episodes, log on to her website, shelettamakesmelaugh.com. You can also check out where she's appearing next and score cool merch.
0: It's not just another day in your life, things are changing for the better. At Comcast, we see those changes and we're thinking about how we use technology today to live, work, learn and play. And we're building for the future now, so we're better prepared for the wants and needs of tomorrow. That's why Comcast is rolling out multi-gig internet speeds to more than 50 million homes and businesses before the end of 2025 making our already industry-leading network even faster, smarter, greener, and more reliable. Over the decades, Comcast has been your partner, working hard to serve your community, and will continue to be your partner. We're expanding our gigabits, so you can enjoy the tiny bits that matter most.
1: You know Shaletta makes you laugh. She's got the power to help your business.
2: If you're planning to spend time with someone who is older or at higher risk for COVID-19, consider wearing a mask during your visit and taking a self-test first. It's possible to spread the virus to others starting a couple days before you have any symptoms, or even if you never show any symptoms. People at higher risk include those over the age of 50, people with weakened immune systems, or those with chronic medical conditions like heart, lung, or kidney disease. People who were pregnant or were recently pregnant are also at higher risk.
1: In today's competitive market, investing in your team is key. Delta Dental of Minnesota offers coverage for your small business from two to 100 employees. We have a plan tailored to fit your unique employee needs, leading to a better benefit package and a happier team. Unleash the power of smile across your business. Visit deltadentalmn.org forward slash small business to learn more. Are you a woman known as a good listener? Do you have skills in de-escalating situations? Are you what they call a people person? Then the Minneapolis Police Department would like to meet you. Now in a rebuilding phase, the Minneapolis Police Department is recruiting more women to wear the badge. The department offers career options for women with a high school diploma or GED. There are also opportunities for women with two- and four-year degrees who are ready to apply their skills in new ways. Police work makes a great second career for social workers, teachers, nurses. Women in their 30s and 40s are welcome to apply. There's no age cap. You'll be paid while you train and mentored by veteran women officers invested in your success. Minneapolis also welcomes current police officers to join the state's largest department. Make a difference on the streets, working in your community, in a career with competitive salaries and generous benefits. Go to MinneapolisMN.gov and search police jobs to find out more.
2: Hi, I'm Shaletta Burnage. I'm a media personality, podcaster, and a business owner. But my most important role While autism is the most common diagnosis among ACRA clients, ACRA offers personalized in-home care services for people with disabilities, chronic illnesses, behavioral diagnosis, and mental illness. They work with children, adolescents, and older folks, too. Find out more about ACRA at their website, ACRAHOMECare.org. ACRA helps me provide my kids with a better quality of life. They can do it for your family, too.
1: You started your business with an idea and a plan for the future. A plan that got you off to a great start. But now you see new opportunities as well as new challenges. Work with a banker who understands your business goals and knows how to help you reach them. Work with Bremer Bank because understanding is everything. Put us to work for you today at bremer.com.